Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. You should celebrate yourself every day, but some days you should celebrate with jewelry. Whether you want to commemorate an unforgettable moment or just bring some added sparkle to your collection, Blue Nile can offer you expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com today and experience the ease and convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. The following podcast is a member of the Great Big Owl family. Welcome to another episode of Friends with Friends. My name's Pete Allison. Here's Dave Cripp. Ahoy, hi, Peter. How are we? Yeah, I'm all right, thank you. Actually, I'm a little bit sweaty because I've not long cycled home. How have you? Is it is it mm. incredibly warm up there as well? Uh, very muggy, Dave. It's very muggy. muggy. But not sort of, not, not high 20s or whatever we've got here. Uh, my phone claims it's 17. Oh, I would long for 17. I'm currently 28. Crikey. Rising to 29 in the next few, next hour or so. Too much, Pete. Too much for a ginger man. That is a lot for a redhead. Yeah, too much for a redhead. But there you go. We're not here to complain, are we? No, of course not. We're here to talk about friends. Yes. What a smooth link that was. (laughs) Yeah, it was nice. I liked it. (laughs) Thanks very much. Uh, Shall we read out today's request? Yes. Who's it from? It's from Ellie. Uh, Ellie says, Ahoy de hoy, which I quite like. Oh, mixing it up. A little variation on our Ahoy hoys, but maybe I'll use Ahoy de hoy from now on. A bit of a uh, continental theme to Yeah, that. it's good that, isn't it? Just before I read the next sentence, this, this request really dates it in terms of how far in the past the request was made, is okay. what I'll say. Loving the podcast. Thanks so much for making me feel like I've still got some kind of social life here in Tier 3 Kent. Tier 3? <laughs> Remember Tier 3? Oh dear, the tears. That's not even last, like specifically last year. It's also a really specific time in last year. Yes. Tier three, isn't it? Um, I've always loved Friends and will often find myself regularly quoting from it. I'd love it if you could analyse in great detail. We shall try. Uh, season one, episode 22, the one with the ick factor. Like Dave, I prefer the early seasons, and a lot of my favourites have already been done. Uh, and then this episode pops into my head. The dynamics are great between the pairings. Ross is also particularly good in this ep, and I often forget it leads into the one with the birth. Thank you and enjoy, Ellie. Um, and then Ellie, Ellie's put like a... What's that emoji? It's the sort of face you have... When you're really relieved to get into bed, so you have a little, you just a little smile on your face because you're very comfortable. Yeah, but eyes closed smile, is that it? Yeah, off to sleep. It's hard to tell what emotion that's trying to convey in this particular context, <laughs> is what I would say. Yeah, um, But there you go. Uh, yeah, it does lead into the one with the birth, which I just watched all of as well because I um, just carried on watching it. 
uh, and I had some breakfast to eat. So I just had some pancakes and French toast. You Pete. had some breakfast to eat. It's quarter to two. Yeah, but it's a Monday, Pete. It's a Monday. Are we lying? That's not breakfast. Well, it's lunch, I guess, isn't it, in many ways? But it's the first thing I ate today. Some of us have done a full shift at work <laughs> by now, Dave. Oh, I, have, I, have done, I have done some work this morning, but I just hadn't had any food. And then my friend, who's staying with me at the moment, who works night, who works evenings, doesn't get up till sort of mid-morning. So mm, okay. she was like, do you want to order some pancakes? I was absolutely... You ordered in pancakes? Pancakes and French toast. So... Uh, Good, so mate. sort of metropolitan, you know. <laughs> Very New York in the 90s, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, it's good. Would highly recommend it. Um, what, so, pancakes? Yeah. <laughs> oh, specifically ordering them in. For the I moment. am aware of pancakes work. Yeah. <laughs> have, they, have they made it up to the north yet? They have, yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay, so The One With The Birth, Season 1, Episode 23, Production Code 456672. Carol is in the hospital about to give birth. No, that's... <laughs> no. That's the episode episodes. I just watched. That's the next one. Okay, uh, season one, episode 22. Production code 456670. Sorry to confuse you with the production codes there, guys. The one with the ick factor. After losing his virginity to Monica, young Ethan reveals that he is not a college student, as she believed, but is in fact a high school senior. Meanwhile, Rachel has erotic dreams about Joey and Chandler, making Ross jealous, and Phoebe temps as Chandler's secretary and discovered that nobody at work likes him anymore now that he is the boss. And also, not on that Wikipedia synopsis, there's a sort of fourth side plot about Ross and some modern technology he's discovered. Yeah, his pager. His beeper, his pager. It's Oh, it's so, it's so... There's a lot of dating technology in this episode. I don't know if you noticed Chandler's computer in the office. Yeah, I did, yeah. With, like, not even the floppy disks that we remember, but do you remember the really old ones, like the big ones? Yep. Yeah. It had a port, for a port, a hole. I don't know even what they call a disc drive. A hole. A hole. Yeah. Well, that's, <laughs> I didn't want to say slit, but yeah. it is, I guess it's oh, a slit, no. isn't it? No, I don't like that word either. The front of the computer. That's an awful word, isn't it? Mm. Um, but yeah, had a, a disc drive for an old-style floppy disk, and then also Ross's. I mean, should we, should we just quickly touch on Ross's beeper because it's not really part of the the plot, but it is leading into, as Ellie said, the next episode. It's just the recurring joke about the, his number being very similar to that of a sex worker, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, 55 jumbo. I mean, why, why does Andre, the sex worker, get to choose his beeper number? And if and, and if he can choose it, why has Ross chosen 55 jumbo? That's true. It's my, my only real question. <laughs> yeah. that's, that's their only thoughts on... I'd say the entire the entirety of that plot, but I, it'll sort of tie into the the Rachel sex dream one because that all comes to a head towards the end of the episode, doesn't it? So the um, good line in this bit is "cool phone number and a possible name for the kid." For the kid, yeah, exactly. Um, where do you want to start then? Ra- Rachel sex dreams, uh, Phoebe working at Chandler's office, or Monica? Uh, let's start with Rachel's dream. Rachel's dream. Yeah. So, um, so I mean, the only thing to say. About this, really, this plot line, Rachel's sex dreams are Ross is acting awfully. <laughs> yeah, Ross genuinely has a problem with Rachel's subconscious. I'd say that his behaviour would be weird if they were dating, even if they were dating, right? If they were boyfriend and girlfriend at the time, which they're not. They have had no romantic interactions yet, apart from that one night on the first. You know, the first night when he says, oh, I might ask you on a date one day. That's it. It's but just he, that he has his long-standing crush on her. Yeah, but he's acting like a jealous boyfriend all the way through, isn't he? Yeah, true. Like, he's not being cool. When she starts talking about the threesome dream she has with Chandler and Joey, more on that in a minute, He's he sort of jumps up. He's like, anyone else there? Anyone else handing out mints? Which was a funny line, but why don't... Even if you're 
feeling jealous, I mean, about the dream, which is mad, don't don't let that out, you know? Rachel does have a lot of sex dreams about her friends. Though, In the space she? of 22 minutes, she yeah. has gone from a sort of uh, a sort of standard sex with Chandler to a full-on threesome. And then she's like, well, chuck Ross into the mix at the end. Completes the set with Ross. Absolutely. Yeah. She's, um, something's going on with Rachel in this episode, isn't it, really? Yeah. And in the next episode, as I said, it sort of rolled into the one with the birth. That's when we sort of discover her penchant for doctors and she's trying to chat up the doctor in Carol's delivery room. So, Dave, we're not going to talk about the one with the birth, no matter how many times you mention it. <laughs> I've only just realised how confusing it is to let Netflix roll on. I never, usually, I never usually do that, but that's now the most recent episode of Friends I've watched currently, you know? So that's the Try and forget it. Right in my head. But it does give us some context, P, because Rachel is obviously... S- needs some loving. <laughs> needs a shack. Yeah, all right. Needs to have to, that's a so blunt about it. That's fine. I mean, the threesome dream with Chandler and Joey, and then yeah, I mean, we we often criticise, don't we, Chandler and Joey, especially for being too sexual about and with their own close friends. But yes, a bit insecure. Yeah, but Rachel's really, really putting in the shift here, isn't she? Yeah, that's true. That's true. So um, maybe maybe this is all where it starts, really, if we can trace it back. Um, but she does end up having the sex dream about Ross at the end. And there's that sort of weird moment. He's dancing around and he sort of lands on her. And I think we're sort of led to believe that had the beeper not gone off, they'd have gone for it there and then, eh? Yeah, maybe. Just because she's had a dream and woken up. That would have got a good sort of whole season's worth of storyline out of the way quite quickly, wouldn't it? Well, yeah, exactly, exactly. But a nice little bit of tension seeding in. And then the only other thing, and I know you don't want to talk about one with the birth, but it is the final bit of this plot after he does get the beeper and he goes to hospital. Why are they all going with him? Yeah, fair point. (laughs) Why, why if you're Carol, would you want the ex-husband, his sister, her roommate, their two neighbours from across the hall, and Phoebe? And um, there is that nice point where the sort of reality of it all dawns on Ross before he leaves. He sort of goes to go down the stairs, doesn't he? And then stops and catches his breath a little bit before he's sort of coaxed along by all his friends, which is quite nice. Yeah, the sort of age, the other age storyline, the Monica one, really reminds you quite how young they are in this episode, you know? Yeah. I know Ross is a couple of years older than Monica, but... He's what he's not. He's he's not thirty. Yet. He's twenty eight. If if by that maths, you know, yeah. And that is that is. I mean, I am I am not been twenty eight for a number of years, Pete, and I don't. I think I'd have a worse reaction than Ross. That's that's, that's it's an intense moment in your life, isn't it? Absolutely, it is. So um, so there you go. But um, the only other thing to say about the beeper is there's a period where Ross basically becomes a secretary to a sex worker. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> Um, and also having quite a significant effect on this sex worker's trade because he's sort of, he's fielding a lot of calls. Yeah, he is, isn't he? He is. And he's not presumably passing the calls on to Andre. So he's like, there's, there's, I'd be suing him for loss of earnings if I was Andre. He's just yeah. saying, oh, Andre will be there in 15 minutes. I mean... He's cock-blocking people. He's lit- literally cock-blocking them. <laughs> but also, tell you what, I mean, I know the, the clue's in the phone number, but... How popular is Andre? Yeah. He's getting a lot of calls in the middle of the day in the week. It's got a lot to go around. A lot going around. A lot of people people want a piece of Andre, don't they? Right, Phoebe and Chandler, is it? I'd like to raise a point that Phoebe mentions, right? Yeah. So her problem with her lack of work is that she's taught a (laughs) massage yourself at home workshop. Yeah. 
how how would one massage oneself? Well, it's a funny joke, isn't it? But it's one of the only things in the world I would have thought where you you can't you just can't do it to yourself, can you? Can you imagine trying to massage like your own back? Well, no. I mean, and 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 even if you physically could do it, it removes what I would say is the one element of a massage, which is very relaxing. The relaxing, yeah, the relaxing element. Exactly. If I'm booking a massage, it's not because. I just can't reach myself. It's because I want an hour of being pampered, you know? Yeah, yeah. He wants some whale music and... Yeah, so I want the whole shebang, mate. The whole... Have you ever done a... Have you done a... Have you got urban massage in Leeds? No, you've told me about this before. Oh, I think you've mentioned this on the podcast Probably before. Probably have, to be honest. Doesn't right? a stranger just turn up at your front door and give you a massage? Yeah, with the table and everything, yeah. yeah. And then you give them cash only. <laughs> no, that's a different app I was telling you about, <laughs> but that wasn't on the podcast. Um, <laughs> no, I have had... I have had a... Professional massage once. Oh, whatever. Just uh, uh, like in uh, outside your house, you mean? Yeah, once. Although I have had sports massages quite uh, a bit. Okay. Oh. Have I ever told you about the time I had a sports massage and it turned out that it was actually a fractured leg and I was having a sports massage on a fracture? I think you've said this on the podcast yeah, before, actually. Possibly. This rings a, a quite a, a loud bell. Yeah. I that's... wonder why it wasn't relaxing. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe you should have tried massaging yourself Should have home. done it myself, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, but what were we? Oh, yeah, massage yourself at home. Yes, yeah, so, yeah. So, that I mean, but Phoebe's now, we're led to believe, completely out of work. All her patients took her up on it. Must be a fucking good workshop. Yeah, right, exactly. She should be making money from that, touring the world, eh? Yeah. Um, but then Joey suggests that she could work for Chandler. It's a, a, a lovely little Matthew Perry, classic Matthew Perry moment, isn't it? Where he just, thanks, Joey, that's a good idea. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, I'd say this is all on Chandler, because he had the opportunity immediately then to say, oh, we've already found someone to fill that role. He also just doesn't... When she isn't doing things in the office that he needs her to do he doesn't tell her that he i mean i know i, I know somebody who's who's essentially channel's receptionist should know that you know you've got to answer calls or whatever but he doesn't say please will you pick up the phone for me right if he did that then she might get better at it chandler yeah yeah, yeah. give her a bit of guidance on what you Bit want of feedback from the role feedback yeah feedback i do think that chandler is is genuinely hurt by not being liked at work. And that kind of makes sense because we know that being seen as funny and likeable is a very important Chandler thing. Well, it is, and a Matthew Perry thing, as we discovered in the reunion. Well, yes, it's true. But, well, so, I mean, I, I feel for Chandler in this situation, and this doesn't particularly ring true with me or my experience of, you know, friends that have bosses. Like, I think I know a lot of people whose friend got promoted and is now technically their boss. Or I know, you know, some of my friends are now the boss at a certain office, but it, it feels extreme from the workers to be like, well, we don't like you anymore just because you're our boss. Yeah. That feels, maybe it was a 90s thing, or maybe it's like a, whatever the fuck he does for his job. You know, like it, it feels a bit corporate, financy, that sort of world, rather than anything else, doesn't it? But the fact that he's just got a big office, he's now, he is completely sort of inaccessible to them as a human being. And you know that the, the way that they all take the mick out of Chandler, we learn, is by doing impressions of him, right? Yeah. But isn't it isn't it funny and really quite telling how well they've set up his character that 
it's so early in Friends mm. that what are we here? We're just towards the end of season one. Yeah. It's so early in Friends, and yet all these identifiable Chandler intonations and sayings have already been established. Yeah, it'd be fascinating to know if they just noticed Matthew Perry doing those quite yeah. often. Where do you know did what they mean? come from? And then sort. But this is this is the first time that it's flagged, isn't it, as a thing? And that becomes a running joke that he's got that he puts the emphasis on certain syllables and whatnot. But uh, this is the first time in all of Friends that it's actually discussed by the other friends. Um, but yeah, you're right. It's been set up for sort of twenty odd episodes, and suddenly when they all do an impression of him, even though they've not flagged it before, we all go, "Yep, that's that's Chandler." Yeah, it's possible to do and clock an impression of him. Yeah, it's really really quite impressive, isn't it? Um, but what I would say about that scene is. Chandler's just found out and is clearly visibly distraught that everybody at his work doesn't like him. And then Ross and Joey just start doing impressions of him, <laughs> you know, to his face. We don't mean, like you either. Yeah, it's quite mean to just lay into him when he's just found out everybody hates him. <laughs> like, yeah, be a bit supportive, guys. But that does ring true with what we know about the way the friends behave in those situations. We've had it true. fairly recently. They're very unforgiving. Yeah. So, but Phoebe makes friends with all the colleagues, doesn't she? I, I love, I think my favourite line maybe of the whole episode is uh, where she's about to get to that party and Chandler says, I wasn't invited. And she says, well, that's that's part of the whole them not liking you extravaganza. <laughs> yeah. That's yeah, very, like, like that very early Phoebe, isn't it? The way she says extravaganza. I do like this Phoebe episode. It's, it's sort of her quirkiness is really being established here, isn't it? Yes. Yeah, but also uh, you see a peek through of how smart and actually quick on her feet she is. You know, I know it's a, a tiny element, but like when she picks up the phone to what we later discover is Ross, she she kicks in there. And she goes, you know, he doesn't want to take this call. I'll get rid of it. Even though Chandler's like, no, I'm not in a meeting. And she puts it down and he looks pissed off. And then she goes, Ross says hi. And he's like, oh, that's actually kind of what I want from from, <laughs> yeah. my, from my secretary, you know? Um, But then we get to the party. I just feel like... Don't go to the party on your own, Chandler. That's sad, isn't it? He's, he's not been invited. Phoebe doesn't even want to arrive with him. So he's going to turn up as the boss to someone's birthday party on his own uninvited. The couple of references that he makes to what he sort of does at the party is like, oh, wasn't it good when I sung Ebony and Ivory with What's-Her-Face? Yeah. And you just think, oh, that sounds really try-hard. Yeah, I know. And then they reference it later as well, don't they? We loved your Stevie Wonder and the sort of... Yeah, the, the the head shake that Stevie Wonder yeah. does, and it just feels like, oh, I don't think any of us want to see Chandler actually doing Stevie Wonder based on these, no, <laughs> these sort of recallings of the evening. But yeah, I think you're right. I think, and that's what they say, isn't it? I think he's too try hard now. I think if you're going to go to the party on your own, and if you're going to turn up uninvited, just like slink into the corner and have nice chilled chats you know don't yeah. jump up and demand do you do a karaoke duet with somebody um but yeah I, just, I feel quite sorry for chandler in this situation like again at the end she says they think you're a great boss but they're not your friends anymore i mean like it's not even they think he's a dickhead of a boss then that's, that's yeah that's they're the not mutually thing. exclusive things are they friends and boss they, they it is possible to have a bit of both yeah well especially if you're a good boss i would have thought right yeah. like if you yeah. got promoted and suddenly become an absolute bellend like I've, i know examples of that then you go, oh, they've changed, haven't they? Yeah. But if he's a great boss and he's been promoted, then, yeah, I just think, fair fucks to you, Chandler. It's right to yeah. be hurt by that. That's a, a horrible situation to be in. Weird point to leave it for the break, isn't it? But <laughs> it's quite serious. Yeah. Do it. Anyway. Anyway. <laughs> 
Hello, it's Mr. P here. And the other Mr. P. And we are the hosts of two Mr. P's in a podcast. The educational podcast where you don't actually learn a thing. No, instead we explore the weird, wonderful and downright hilarious things that happen in school from people actually doing the job. We reminisce on our own time at school, funny things we experience each day. And of course, we share your hilarious stories from the chalk face. So if you work in a school or just want a nostalgic trip down memory lane, sit up straight, fingers on lips, and get ready for the lesson. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Okay, we're on to young Ethan, aren't we? Very young (laughs) Ethan, yeah. By the way, before we get into the whole um, almost underage sex thing, um, Monica cleans her windows ready for a date. Oh, there's a lot of... there's, There's a lot about their sort of relationship slash dating that I don't quite understand. Because right, so at the start, it feels like she's just started seeing Ethan, right? Yeah. But then you're right, she starts, she cleans her windows and bakes, f- oh no, she makes a lasagna, doesn't she? But she's talking about baking fish. But I'm all for, I'm all for cleaning before someone comes over. Like, yeah. I completely understand that. But I would never think I must clean those windows because, no. you know, he's really going to make a judgment on those. <laughs> a, a hoover and a bit of a dust, I get. Quick dust, quick hoover, quick tidy up. You know, get everything into neat piles and all of that, isn't it? But yeah, yeah the windows is, is extreme. But maybe he's got a thing for clean windows. Well, like, well, yeah. Maybe that's why they're, they're a good match. Maybe yeah. she's found a sort of cleanliness. Um, soulmate, as it were. It's a very bold storyline to dabble in the dangerous waters of underage sex, isn't it? Yeah, it's very strange. I mean, the only thing to say on the positive is that at least they did it that way round. Yes, true. <laughs> sort of male and female-wise, because there's a the, the other way round would have been immediately vetoed, though, wouldn't it, by everybody? Yes. So the fact that they can sort of roll with it, in even this way round, is quite interesting. Is it established how she meets him? Don't because I've got quite so. well. Like, how did Monica meet a high school senior? 
Yeah, I mean, I can only Outside presume. the context of a school as well, we <laughs> Yeah. Well, we famously know they never go anywhere that's not the coffee house. So maybe he got coffee at the coffee house? I don't know. I know, you're quite right. Where where would that have been? Because surely a high school senior is just going to sort of house parties and stuff. You know, like they can't even drink to your 21 in America, can you? I can't think of anywhere I would have been as a 17-year-old that would enable me to have got with a 26? Yes. 26 year I don't know. Well, it would all come down to being a gig, a gig yeah, in an, like a, a managed to sneak into a club underage. Yeah, but I think that's harder in 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 the twenty one. You know, seventeen's all right in Britain. You can definitely get away with pretending you're eighteen. You know, friend of mine when um, first time I ever went to a nightclub, he got with. Um, girl in a well a woman a woman in her 20s when we were like 17 oh well that's an example but then she stole his phone (laughs) she stole his phone yeah he had a new slam samsung (laughs) (laughs) she had a new he had a new samsung and uh, she asked if he if she could make a call and then just didn't come back oh my god where did they have sex or just got kissed in the club no this is in the club oh my god moco lounge in harrogate (laughs) i was talking about that club yesterday that's so weird that's so bizarre it's moco lounge is gone now that is so why were you talking about moco lounge because i was talking to someone i had i was watching a football with some friends and one's from what lived in leeds for a long time and we were talking about how harrogate's a terrible night out basically and there's only basically one club is that that club no, so there is still Viper Rooms. But, oh, maybe it's um, that then. Moco's gone. Fine. Um, Harrogate does have a great Weatherspoons, but I know people have quite strong feelings about Weatherspoons. Well, in this current climate, they do, don't they? Yeah, yeah. in the last couple of years. A lot of British um, people in their 20s and 30s culture references have just been made in the last sort of 10, 15 minutes, particularly if you grew up in Harrogate. Yes, that is true. It's very Harrogate specific, but also if you don't listen in Great Britain, then yeah, Weather's basically the, the guy that runs Weatherspoons, which is a big cheap chain of bars sort uh, of uh, surprisingly cheap given yeah like everything is expensive these implausibly days. cheap isn't it like yeah mm. even these days but he's he's a a very ardent stringent brexiteer and has well he's, yeah. he's quite an awful man in many many ways doesn't really pay his staff well and all that sort of stuff but, but he does offer a full english breakfast and a pint for like four quid yeah. <laughs> like a comically cheap amount it's it's worryingly inexpensive isn't it um where were we weatherspoons harrogate a friend of mine met her husband in Viper Rooms in Harrogate. There you go. How old was, was she and he? Oh, they've been together... They've probably been together like seven years or so. Maybe longer. But there's no sort of worrying age gap. Oh, no, no, no. <laughs> They're the same age. Yeah. <laughs> good, 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 good. No, that's where we were. So where could you meet someone, yeah, that was that young? What I would say, though, is judging on Ethan... Let's talk about Ethan, shall we? So judging on Ethan's entire personality, though... I would suggest Ethan hangs out in places that 17-year-olds don't traditionally hang out in because he has the personality of a 30-year-old. Yeah. Like, at at 17, I was not doing, like, funny bits to older women about mistaking gun. You know, he's doing, like, a whole stand-up comedy routine about the gun Yeah, he's got a bit chat, hasn't he? He's got great chat. He's really, like, he's really going for it. I mean, great chats are maybe bit strong and telling of how good i think my chat is but he's like he's he's got he's very confident and he's assured and like i think at 17 i was just listening to green day you know yeah playing the pretending to play the guitar like i wasn't out there 
sort of Fl- well, it's flirting, isn't it? But like successfully and yeah. and, and and confidently, confidently. charming. Yeah, exactly. I must say that Monica making out with him while holding a full glass of red wine makes me anxious. Oh yeah, too much less. But it should make her anxious as well. She'd yeah, well, exactly, that. exactly. Um, also, and, and and you know, I've looked into this as well. But that that man is not seventeen, is he? <laughs> no, he looks much. Older, <laughs> he looks yeah. about thirty-five. He was actually twenty-seven when uh, when they filmed that. So it's got sort of very John Travolta in Greece vibes, hasn't it? Um, a very older men playing high school high school kids. I love when Monica goes for a run with a Walkman attached to her hip because how hard and impractical must that have been at the time? I mean, it's still quite impractical now when you have to have a smartphone strapped to your arm, yeah. but it's it it <laughs> it's it must be really awkward to have had to run with one of those. Do you remember when CD Walkmen came in? Well, they that, skipped if you stepped yes, too heavily, didn't and they? And then they had to introduce the anti-skip function <laughs> because people that were sort of just walking around with like a stereo strapped to your arm, basically. But Putting yeah, they, a CD in before you go for a run. <laughs> I used to take to school on the school bus my CD Walkman and then like a wallet of you know a wallet of CDs. Nice in my school bag. Like, that was the norm. Oh, God. We're so old, mate. We're so old. How long have they been dating? I don't really know. Because Rachel makes this reference, like, and she makes a joke out of it, going, you've been dating since, what, his midterms? But the implication is that they've been dating for quite a while, right? Well, yes, because, well, a bit later, he says that he's in love with her, and Monica says that she could really love him. Yes. So there must be uh, an element of sort of long-standing getting to know each other there, right? Yeah, of course. But then also, they haven't sexed yet. That's true. Thankfully. Although they do do Well, they do do it in this one, but when she's sort of... Rachel says, you've been dating for ages, basically, why is tonight so special? Um, And and, and so, yeah. There's a a lot of this feels like a proper relationship that they're... You know, they're playing this out like a proper romantic love story, aren't they? Yeah. And um, he says, you know, I've been waiting for the right person. Like... It's deep. It is deep, but if you're like, this is probably the right person, don't kick off the rest of your life by lying to them and making them break the law. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Uh, it's not. I think the, the age of consent in New York is or was 17 at the time, according to according to my research. They're very so, close to the line, then. Aren't they? But she does say makes me a felony in 48 states or something like that. You know, so like it sounds like the rest of the country was 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 a higher age of consent. So yeah, it's, like you say, it's just. It's a weird fucking storyline, isn't it? It really is. Yeah. I mean, right at the start of the episode, when Monica reveals he's a senior in college, the rest of them are grossed out by it. Even the fact that they sort of... The quite reductive episode title of The Ick Factor, when it's about a 17-year-old having sex, well, that's, is, is quite, <laughs> that's quite reductive in itself, isn't it? Yeah, she says... So this is again, so Ethan breaks character again, as it were, and comes in at the end, doesn't he, and gives this very accomplished speech for a 17-year-old. Like, that is not how 17-year-olds talk, but he's giving it the whole, like, we're amazing, this could be it, we could fall in love, you know, we're great together, blah, blah, blah. And her only retort, like you say, is, it's icky. Yeah. Like, that. it's not icky, is it? It's mad. <laughs> Yeah. It's absolutely wild. But especially given this sitcom goes on, I know this is a much more extreme example, goes on to have a whole plot line about Frank and Alice, which is along the same lines, although Alice is much older. Well Yes. And Alice is much older and but they met in high school as well, didn't they? 
Yes. Well, like she was his home economics teacher. But Friends, actually thinking about it, that's what I was thinking when I was watching it. They bloody love an age gap storyline. Monica and Richard, like Ross and Elizabeth. Yeah, that's true. That's Ross true. and Elizabeth as well. And then obviously Rachel and Mr. Stevens in the same, you know, the, going the other way. But they, they're really into a sl- the slightly inappropriate age gap romance, aren't they? Yeah, that's true. Like, who, who sort of, I wonder if it's the same writer that's suggesting <laughs> a lot of experience to go well, off. Yeah, yeah, do you know what I mean? Guys, why don't we make him really old? Yeah. <laughs> um, why don't we just make this a slightly inappropriate? Um, but yeah, there's a lot of that in Friends. and uh, But that said, this is by far the worst one. Uh, Frank and I, though, is actually bordering on it, but they take that even further, don't they? The one line that I like uh, in this bit is when Ethan comes in and it's clear that he and Monica need to chat and Rachel just throws in, did you guys check out those new hand dryers? And I think it's Ross goes, I thought that was just a rumour. That's a great bit to give them an excuse to go. Yeah, yeah. again, like classics friends fast when really they could have just gone, we'll leave you guys to it. Because <laughs> when yeah. they come back, don't they go, are your hands still wet and moist? Yeah, yeah, let's go. Let's try them again, I think Rachel says. Um, so there you go. Yeah, Terrible. I think actually I'm, I'm mulling over the strange friends age, age gap f- themes. Frank and Alice is obviously worse, isn't it? Because she was not only older than him and he was at school. She was also his teacher. So that's definitely the worst one. But this one's this one's pretty grim as well, isn't it? Absolutely. The one with the grim start of many age gap romantic storylines. That's what it should be called. Catchy. Catchy. Probably why they went for the ache factor. Should we do a quiz? Let's do a quiz. Amy messaged us, didn't she, this week, saying she'd forgotten to do the quiz. But she actually has still managed to deliver a quiz on time. Yeah, incredible. Which is remarkable. She said, don't replace me with one of the other Amys, but I did forget the quiz. Yeah, she said, I want to make sure I keep all my quizzed hairesses away. (laughs) Um, It's fine. Don't worry. The title is yours. Um, Hey, Dave. Yeah. Uh, let's go with the quiz. Question one. Complete the sentence. Windows are clean. Windows are clean. Something about candles and then her belt's too tight. Windows are clean. So, well, candles would be lit then, wouldn't they? Candles is how it is. Candles are lit. Yeah, she's really setting uh, this up for a romantic view, isn't she? Candles are lit. Belt's too tight. Um, question two. Name the two examples of news headlines about gunpoint that Ethan gives. Uh, a man being held. A up man is at, being held at gunpoint, and someone's going to gunpoint. No, no, something to be something about tourists are being held at gunpoint. Uh, tourists are being terrorised at gunpoint. Mm, not sure I can give us that one. Half, half it's half right. No, half we don't wrong. do halves. Oh yeah, don't do halves. Question three: According to the estimate Ross gives Andre's client, when will Andre be there? See, I, mean, I said 15 minutes earlier. Is that right or is that wrong? That feels very quick for a... That's very speedy. Yeah. Um, it's, uh, no, wrong. <laughs> Slick. <laughs> 40, 45 minutes. About 45 minutes. 45, okay. Uh, question four. Yeah. Who performed Ebony and Ivory with Chandler? Oh, I knew this would come up when we talked about it earlier. You said it, and neither of us said the name. And I, as soon as that happened, I was like... I have no I idea. Bet. Is it Michelle? Uh, no. What is it? Tracy. Uh, question five. 
What's the name of Ross and Monica's cousin who may have contacted Andre? Uh, Nathan. Is correct. Uh, yes, because Nathan is referenced another time in Friends, isn't he? That concludes today's quiz. Terrible performance from us. Good quiz, bad performance. Yeah, tough quiz. <laughs> Never mind. Um, do you want to know where we're going next? Always. Uh, next week's request comes from Holly, and we are jumping all the way forward to season nine. It's the one with Rachel's other sister. Oh, good. The one with Rachel. Oh, a little guest appearance as well. Yeah, bit of Christina Applegate. Uh, that'd be fun. Yeah, I hope so. <laughs> Fingers crossed. Oh, there we go. End of the episode, is it? Uh, yeah, let's do end of the episode. Uh, let's, <laughs> let's wrap this up. <laughs> or is it the end of the episode, Pete? Because here is a little... Uh, oh, God, that wasn't as smooth as I wanted it to be, was it? Are you okay? Yeah, I'm not, I don't think. No, it's very warm. It's got warmer as this episode's been going on, and I feel a bit floopy now, but that's fine. Good use of floopy. Yeah. We've been doing our new correspondence spin-off, haven't we, on the old Patreon? Yes, we have. And we thought, why not give you a little taster of a clip from this week's episode. Now, you'll remember on last week's Friends with Friends, there was a lot of camel chat. A lot of camel chat. important to contextualise this here clip. So this message is from Mari. I used to sing Alice the Camel at Girls' Brigade. And you start with Alice the Camel had 10 humps, and then you sing your way down to one. (laughs) And at the end of the song, it would be revealed that Alice was actually a horse. (laughs) 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 And that's right, but I'd completely forgotten that's the plot twist. Yeah. It's like Alice the Camel has no humps, and then it goes, Because Alice is a horse. And if you want to hear all of the correspondence eps every Sunday they come out, it's over on our Patreon, patreon.com forward slash friends pod. Um, I've nothing further to add. You did a very good job, Bear. Very much the end of the episode. Goodbye. Greatbigowl.com Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan, crusted chicken, or garlic, butter, shrimp, scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello? 
Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com.